Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill tell on me on the show yeah yeah i appreciate you i actually just spoke with your brother and one of the the hot topics was who is the loudest cursor uh well it depends on which brother uh if you're talking about thomas then, yes uh, yeah thomas yeah i think he's just more outspoken he says more uh our younger brother, though, he, I've heard him curse quite a bit, but his is like very few and far between. But when it does, that's it's, it's pretty loud. But when, on my end, I'm not that loud. I mean, when when I would <laughs> I would tune into Access TV when New Japan got on there, and I was like, I wonder how many how many Gorillas of Destiny curse words I'm going to hear with a clothesline into a corner this week. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about in the ring, I guess it's it's between Tom and I. Yeah, it's just you know it's in the heat of the moment. A lot of those times, like there are certain moves you don't want to take, and sometimes you just want to let loose a little bit. So you gotta allow some of that anger out a little bit. What <laughs> so are some, what are some of those moves you don't want to take? Well, I'm not, and there's a lot of guys who know that. I'm not a big fan of chops. I think those mm-hmm. are ridiculous. Uh, I think uh, chops are. I mean, it, it's it is what it is. I'm not. I'm not saying it's. It's just like it's one of those things. Like uh, maybe it's just my mentality or something. But like in a real fight, and I know sure. this is wrestling is pure entertainment. But in like a real fight, you're not gonna chop somebody. Chop somebody like that's. It's yeah. not. The idea behind no one's thinking chops, to chop somebody. <laughs> yeah, the idea behind chops originally was that closed fist punches were supposed to be illegal because you can knock somebody out with a right. closed fist punch. They don't want their wrestling match ending in five seconds, so they're like, "Okay, open up the hand." But now, like nobody enforces closed fist punches, so I'm like, "Why? Why are you chopping people when you could punch people?" Right, and you know, like uh, there's refs who you know, ones who you know pointed out, you know, like. They'll give you the hey, watch that hand, and you know <clears throat> that's cool. But 
Yeah, traps are just they're the shits. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't make sense to me anymore. I'm like, why? I mean, if you if you like the sound, okay, but to yeah. me, it's it's like, why would you not punch somebody in the face or or headbutt somebody or elbow somebody instead of chopping them? Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there are some fights that happen with a, a slap across the face. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, you'll get a pop out of that. But yeah, that that chop, I mean, it's a wonderful sound. It it projects in the arena, and I understand that part. But if you're the person receiving it, you know, it's just <laughs> it's the shits, man. So, Even if you do have like padding on, you just feel that thing. So they got New Japan strong, going strong now. When's the last time before this you took five and a half months off of wrestling? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's tell you like it's been a long time. I, I know my my time off has been shorter than some guys, but <clears throat> yeah, I think it's been a long time. How did it feel getting back in there? Like, was it? I mean, you've done this for a significant period of time so i'm sure it wasn't weird getting back in there but after so much time at home how did how did you feel oh i was uh i was so happy to be back you know it's uh i mean this is your profession so like something you love to do and to be back with the boys and to see everybody and then to get creative just flowing again <clears throat> that's wonderful and then i'm always a big fan of adrenaline so uh just coming in to the match, you know, like you're coming to, to the ring, no matter if anyone's in there or not, like just breaking that curtain and just coming in to see the ring and knowing that you're putting on a show is a, a wonderful feeling. So I was real happy to just be back there and do it again. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, going back to, like you're saying, uh, when you're performing in front of nobody, going in, you knew it, but then when you're in it, you're kind of like, oh shit, no one's here. I need some noise. I need something to help create a rhythm. Bust <clears throat> so out the I chops. So yeah, <laughs> I don't mind if you're gonna puzzle out some chops then, because <laughs> I understand we need some sound. But there's times like, I'll just create sound. I'll say stuff just to, just so I can hear something. And uh, what was nice is that commentary. You can hear them, so you can actually inter- interact with Kevin and Kozlov over there to the side. So there's times uh, uh, I know I, in the match, I try to just take full advantage of that, you know, just because I need that, need that rhythm to uh, to get back in the swing of things. I mean, New Japan does have some fairly quiet crowds at some time, but has it ever been so quiet that you could hear the commentary, like when there were crowds? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Like, uh, yeah, it was just so weird. And plus, like, even if... Uh, how it's set up too, like commentary is like right there by one of the corners. Like there's maybe, maybe five feet between that ring post and commentary. So you can hear them like in usual setups, they're a little further and down, Yeah. but commentary is actually up and directly across. They're right there. Like by the apron side, they're there. So you definitely can hear them. How has that affected you from an in-ring standpoint? Are you hearing anything that they say and adjusting anything based on it? I mean, 
categorically different forms of sports and entertainment, but there have been people in the UFC right now that are like, yeah, I heard Paul Felder, I heard Dan Hardy, I heard Daniel Cormier, and adjusted my game plan accordingly. Oh, yeah, like, uh, there are things like, uh, especially Kevin. Kevin's, you know, been in the business long enough, so he'll see things, and luckily uh, we're in tags. So anytime I'm on the apron, I'll tune in just to see what he sees, you know, and then adjust according, like you said, because there's times, you know, you, you're in the heat of battle and sometimes you're not sure what's going on. Like you're just bumping around. And you're like, Oh my God, what the fuck? Uh, and then once you get that break and like Tom is back in, like you can get your mind about you, get your wits about you. And then luckily Kevin's over there close enough to where I'm like, okay, what did, what happened? I can hear what he saw. And then what he, he thinks may happen. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right here and there and then adjust accordingly. So wrestling in front of no fans. I mean, anybody that's come up through independent wrestling has wrestled in front of some sparsely attended crowds and stuff like that, or even, even some developmental places. But was this a first for you outside of like per se, you know, tryout matches or something like that? Was this the first time that that's happened to you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think there was a match one time. There's like maybe like four people in the crowd, and like I'm not including our family in that. I think yeah. four of our family members are there, but I don't ever like count them part of the crowd. So I think there's like four people at one time, and uh, in the arena, I think that's as many people that are outside the ring because there's two commentary for English, two commentary for uh, Japanese. So it felt almost like that one time, but yeah, uh, like you said, other than those matches we had in uh, in developmental, I, I think that was probably like the third, second, third time that's happened coming up. <clears throat> Did you and your brothers do a lot of so-called empty arena wrestling at your house when you were little? Like, I mean, you come from a family of wrestlers. Oh yeah, when we were kids, uh, especially mom and I, uh, we had a really good friend of ours, uh, Bobby, who lived next door. Uh, like there times we had sleepovers and we had bunk beds and we pretend like, you know, we were coming off the top rope and stuff like that. <laughs> Those good times then. But yeah, but that's probably the only time we had. So we were kids. over the course of just a few years, you hit so many different places, like from WWE to what is now impact wrestling to new Japan. How was that period for you transitioning? Cause we're talking like, different styles, different personalities, different geographical locations. How was that transition for you moving from one to the other? Uh, actually, it wasn't bad. Like uh, that transition from WWE to Impact. Uh, luckily, there was guys there who I knew already, like EC3, uh, Bruce Clay. Uh, so the adjustment was fine. Nothing uh, too bad. Uh, just how that work schedule was at that time. It was just like, like a weekend every month almost. So not being consistently working all the time like I was with WWE. That was just a little adjustment, but it was fine. Uh, I think that just coming over to Japan, I think that was a little different. Even though I had uh, Tama here already, uh, Juice was already here. <laughs> so like, there's like a little bit of adjustment there, but the culture itself, just trying to make sure I didn't F it up for myself, you know? <laughs> uh, of course. And then at the same time, like, Tom has been there long enough, so he knows how things go. So, like, it was almost a, 
at times I feel like he was on my back making sure I didn't like fuck it up. So I was like, hey, you know, like <laughs> you can get off my back a little bit and give me a little breathing room just in case. I mean, if I do mess up something, it won't be too bad. I can just learn from it. But yeah, I think if anything, it was just working again with Tom uh, might have been the only difference between WWE Impact and uh, Impact to New Japan, just because Tom and I hadn't been together for six, seven years. Yeah, I was about to ask how long it had been. And at, during that period, did you all ever talk? Like like you say, man, I want to get over there to Japan, or him, like, I want to get over there to WWE. Because as I said with him, everybody can relate to growing up and saying, man, I want to be tag team champion with my brother, cousin, dad even, in, in your all's case. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of meat to that bone. Definitely, uh in the beginning, like we, the goal was to come in together, stay together, and make sure it's happening. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. But fortunately, it did. You know, you always got to find the positive and negative. <clears throat> uh, luckily, I had the experience uh, to work in Puerto Rico and then go to Japan. And he has stayed with Japan since then. And his goal ever since he got to Japan was to help that company grow. And I believe he's done a good job of accomplishing a lot of those goals he set for himself with the company. And at that time, as we are both working, you know, he'd come in and out and he'd stay with us wherever I was living and we'd have a good time and we'd just talk about what he was trying to accomplish. <clears throat> and I think him and the company and what he set out to do. Back. Uh, so in that period away, you spent some time in WWE. How long had it been since you had ridden a bicycle before you got back to WWE? Uh, not long. Like, <laughs> other than uh, that type of bike, I think was a uh, had been a while because that bike I couldn't even like really pedal because I had to walk it. Yeah, <laughs> I was shocked. that bike still exists too. I was shocked WWE never used that for like a Kofi Kingston Rumble spot. Like he gets out, he. He lands on the bike, rides it around the ring, gets back in. <laughs> like, yeah, that could have been it. I mean, even for I think there was, yeah, wasn't yeah, Unico was in a Royal Rumble at one time. I think uh, Awesome Kong had been in that one. Oh yeah, yeah, and then she threw Unico out. Uh, I mean, we could have used that spot for the bike if we had that bike at the time. I think we just walked. Up. Didn't we? I can't remember. Do Do you still keep in touch with with Hunico? He's also known as a bit of a of an ass kicker outside the ring, at least according to to wrestling lore. No, uh, I think my follow him on Instagram. I I haven't talked to him since I left. Like, uh, there's only a handful of people I still talk to from WWE. Like, uh, Big E, I still chatted up with. Uh, of course, the Usos and Serona. Uh, and then EC3, you know, in AEW before yeah. we had uh, gone out of our contracts. So, yeah. So you moved over to New Japan, and it seemed like pretty instantly you found a groove there. It seemed like that was a real nice fit for you. How did you feel going over there and working the first few times? Uh, like, did you notice notice a different in, in environment, like whether it be backstage or anything? I mean, you're back with your brother, so that had to help. Well, yeah, it was, uh, like I mentioned before, it's uh, been a long time since I worked with my bro, so I, I was happy that, you know, we were back on that track of that goal of 
working together and becoming champions again or champions uh, for a company. Uh, but uh, working style, like I appreciate there in New Japan is sometimes uh, you could get lost in the sauce about like how entertainment works exactly for wrestling, like that wrestling entertainment, the it's not a sport, the whatever, whatever. But it's simple with New Japan, I feel like, because, like, <clears throat> they're simple. <laughs> like, even when yeah. I explain to you, uh, I think it was, was it? Was that Hattori uh, or Legato? It was either or. But they simply say, like, whatever you feel in your heart, that's it. Like, expose that. Like, don't think about how you should act. Just where you feel. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply internally allow that to come out and I was like oh yeah that makes sense so yeah like at times when especially during that New Japan uh kingdom like how inside like I was pissed I was cursing and that's how I felt like <laughs> so yeah uh definitely like New Japan I think is they just understand the emotional aspect of the fight and so they encourage it more to don't act it, be it, you know? And you've gotten the opportunity to work with with your father on a grand stage as well, like beyond, I mean, I know you had before, obviously, but that yeah. grand stage, how did that feel, especially in comparison to working with your brothers? Oh, it was awesome. The first time we worked together was in New Zealand, I think it was. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Back in 2016, I think it was. Man, man, time flies. I know. Right? I was like, what? when was it? Uh, yeah, that was a four years ago. And it was amazing. Uh, one, what was so, so special about that too, and I think we said it before, was we were in New Zealand and a lot of uh, our dad's uh, siblings lived in New Zealand and they had never seen our dad wrestle live. Mm -hmm. And so for them to actually see him wrestle live and then us with him, uh, it was a very special moment. Like, it was awesome. Like, just just remembering it now i'm getting chills about it and it was uh yeah just you know, processing over the, the memories of that that was awesome just to come out there's a photo of us when we come out someone took <clears throat> from that event and it's still like engraved in my mind because it's just awesome dad up front and tama if you're looking at it tama's to the left and i'm just coming out on the right <clears throat> it's pretty cool 
when you were younger, did like other kids at school come up to you and say, man, I heard this story about your dad kicking somebody's ass. Like, did, did oh no, not at all. Really? Uh, when we were kids, like, no one, like, when we were kids, what was nice is like back then, you know, we didn't have social media. So yeah. any, uh, anything that ever happened, uh, only the wrestlers knew, the company knew. Yeah. And nothing ever got outside of that unless you were there, you know, in that city or that particular hotel, one of the cops that showed up. So, <laughs> uh, they knew the story. Like, they can, like, if anyone had a phone back then, yeah, maybe kids would have found out and then they would have asked us about it then, but real good about being hush-hush about the business. And uh, so for a long time, our dad was a truck driver to everybody else. Like, that's how we explained his job because we just wanted to, our parents were real keen on making sure we had friends because they wanted to be our friends. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to, you know, have our dad's uh, job play an influence on whether or not we would be liked. <clears throat> yeah, the, yeah. The way that Tom had said it, it was that basically didn't clue you all in for a long time. And I'm like, that's, that's wild to think about. Like, was he just going off saying, Hey, I'm a King now. I got to go do royal stuff for like two weeks. <laughs> I got to go. go. There's just times like he would show up and then and he's like, oh, I got these. And we're like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's you know, amazing. Like, right, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the longest time we were uh, shut out from it. I, I think it was just one of the times I had seen a match and our dad lost and I was practically in tears. <clears throat> and our mom turned off the TV and she said, all right, that's it. And then from there on, our focus was uh, education and uh, sports and wrestling. Not until we were in high school, I think. Yeah, or, yeah middle school. So New Japan's uh, making their presence felt in the States. I thought that last summer specifically, in like a two, three-week span, you had a couple of the best tag matches that I saw all year with the Briscoes. Like, it was, those were wars last year. Yeah. How did you feel coming out of those? I mean, you had a street fight and then I think a ladder war within maybe like three weeks of each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the what tour was that with ROH, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, the Briscoes are amazing. One, they're just hilarious. Pleasure. Uh, it is a battle, though, when you go uh, work those guys. Uh, I love those matches, but I think my favorite match with the Briscoes was. Uh, I know you didn't ask me what my favorite match was. So no, them, okay. but <laughs> it's just because, yeah, uh, just because the element of table chairs and whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, it's brutal. But yeah. our first match, I think, with them for the titles uh, was uh, I suffered a concussion in the middle of the match. Uh, first, it was a boot in the corner by Jay. Yeah. Boom, I get back up and then like I'm in it. And then like from the rest of that match on, if you watch me, I'm sort of like talking to Tom or like, like, yo, <laughs> where we at? Like, what do you want to do? This and that. And I was just like making sure I was like in the match because I was just like, boom. But because there was no element of weapons in that match, we're really like fucking going after each other. Because, like, at the same time, I'm not 
coherent enough to not fight because I'm yes. like I'm out I'm like oh fuck I gotta <laughs> I gotta make sure I keep my end of the you know my part of the match we see that a lot with UFC fighters like they'll get knocked out and they'll start shooting a double leg on the referee like, they're just like hey I gotta fight I gotta keep going right right so yeah like if you watch that match like uh even when I watch that match back I'm just uh I'm lucky and I'm grateful that match came the way it did. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I mean, you, you all have worked together, like, gosh, I think like 15, 16 times over the last few years. And the crazy thing is like, you all have never been a full-time ROH team. It seems they've never been a full-time new Japan team. It's just the magic gets right. made there and you know, it's going to be a fire match every single time. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, and uh, I think it's just uh, knowing who your opponent is and like, uh, the Briscoes have an aura about them, and and luckily Tom and I have an aura about ourselves too. Yeah. And so I think that helps uh, when those matches come together. Uh, you're gonna get a, a tough, like legit fight from the both of us. So as we wrap up, New Japan Strong, people can catch it on Fridays. How did you feel when they said, "Hey, we're going back to work. We're gonna do." effectively a brand split right now because of the pandemic you've got new japan usa you've got new japan over there but i mean this yeah. isn't this is not a like a shorthanded roster this is this is a lot of big stars over here working new japan strong yeah i know i'm uh when i got the call i was happy but then i was all pissed because uh wanting to go back to japan for a long time yeah uh i know this is going to sound very arrogant of me <clears throat> but i'm healthy shit wrong with me so, <laughs> then my band because i want to be part of it because you know uh what those guys put on for the new japan cup it was awesome i loved what they did but at the same time i'm sitting there i'm watching it like i feel like i was originally supposed to be part of the new japan cup and it was a great opportunity for uh ingles run just to see you know how it would go and the pandemic so yeah. when we did get the call for this anyone, I was happy, but I also was like, oh, there's like how many of us? Eight of us in the actual little uh, tournament. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I, I lose the cop in that first round. So I'm like, hot. <laughs> so, I mean, how, how are you feeling after that? Like, like what's, what's the next thing that you look forward to? What keeps you motivated after, after an early exit like that? Uh, to just keep fighting, like, uh, get back in things again. Uh, like I said, we all know, like, we hadn't been in the ring forever, so to get that first match under my belt, great, awesome. Uh, and then now it's, uh, you know, get more matches built up and figure out a way to always improve, always, uh, try new things because we have that opportunity right now just to just have fun until Japan says we can get over there. Cause like, uh, to know, to live in Orlando and all that WWE running up the street and there you got matches going all day. And I'm like sitting over here, like <laughs> I could just drive over to that PC and just make a, like, Hey, I'm not under contract. And I'll probably get in trouble in new Japan, but I just want to wrestle right now, so. <laughs> so you're not you're not under contract right now. No, sorry. What? Uh, 
I finally got under contract last summer. Okay. But uh, I still have that sort of mentality. Like, even though you're under contract, <laughs> you should fight like you're not. Because yeah. I think that's one of the first things I learned with W. Well, not first thing. Like one of the things I learned from WWE is like that it's just a piece of paper. Like they can at any time. So it's better to have that mentality. Cause I know in college, that's how it was for us when we were on scholarship, it was only a year long thing. So you have a whole year to audition basically for another year. So that's how I feel now uh, with new Japan. Cause I learned that from WWE, I, you know, there's a false sense of security with that contract. So now with new Japan, I still maintain that idea that I'm under basically, you know, an audition for a year. Yeah. Like, so here's the contract all right prove that you're worthy enough for another one so it's like all right cool yeah keep that mentality these year-to-year basis and if it was last summer would it be like up soon or are you there long term uh yeah it's gonna be up soon uh what's nice is that uh the company's been real good about staying in contact with us and letting us know how things will work and uh we'll talk again once this pandemic is done which it won't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we we can definitely like start uh what's nice is japan you know i think if you've seen it they've been able to fill their arenas up to 50 percent capacity yeah. they have people which is nice you know it's nice to see people in the arenas again in japan but uh you know until we get back to japan you know everything's still just you know, keep fighting make sure you know you're doing your best to stay healthy and to contribute to the to the company yeah one of the popular talking points when i would interview a lot of the wwe wrestlers that got released they were like yeah the piece of paper says three or five year contract but we're under 90 day contracts so they can fire us and pay us for 90 days at any time they want like that was yeah. i was how a lot of people felt they're like i mean gallows and anderson they signed five year deals and now now they're booking paul lee on fight tv pay-per-view and having boner yard matches yeah, hey, you know, living the uh, dream. You know, I think, uh, see, I think that's everybody's dream is to create a program where you could just have a good time yeah. and have people pay for it. So, what did, did you watch that show? <laughs> Man, I, I did not. I uh, <laughs> because I've seen snippets of just their antics, so I was like, you know what, like what they did was 10 times of what you would see in normal life from them. Uh, yeah. They're a good time. They are hilarious. They're creative. And just to sit around and drink a beer with them is enough for me to watch uh, 10 times what they are. That's all right. I like who they are just the way they are. <laughs> it was as horrible as they intended it for it to be. It was so right. It was so wonderfully terrible. That show. I loved it. Um, so as mentioned, New Japan Strong on Fridays, New Japan World. But let the people know where Correct. they can uh, follow you on social media, where they can get a hold of you, where they can buy your merch, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, if you want to buy merch, prowrestlingtees.com backslash Tongaloa. That's T-A-N-G-A-L-O-A. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and what, what's the other one? Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and also Facebook. Uh, Instagram, Twitter is uh, Tongaloa NJPW, and then 
Tangaloa just for Facebook. And you can find me uh, out and about in the state of Florida and sometimes in California. You going to get a TikTok like Bad Luck Fale? Uh, no, I <laughs> I refuse. I was one of the first people that believed in the reports that uh, TikTok was taking biometrics of your face when you were okay. performing on that. And uh, yeah, so I ruled against it. However, I know at any time, uh, I am a conspiracy theorist. So oh, <laughs> I believe in that hype. I do believe that the government's watching it at all times. So, I mean, I might as well just join. Well, it did seem TikTok. like you were ahead of the curve on that one based on what we've learned about TikTok in recent weeks, recent months. Even. Right. You know, like, I just remember, like, it was, you know, you got to watch out for those side articles. There's like these mini, mini articles all the time in, in these big publishing uh, magazines and newspapers and you just got to look for those little snippets because then those little snippets become these big stories down the road so that's just a suggestion i'm not saying you know (laughs) (laughs) we could do media literacy with tonga loa and i think that would be a hell of a class yeah man we could do it let's do it guys check him out new japan strong on fridays thank you so much for taking the time man i really appreciate it. no i appreciate it thank you for allowing me on the show man until next time guys we're out when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.